Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends. Now, for those of you who are new to Loose Units and who joined us for this season of The Shadow Files, every week, Dad and I get together at the end of the week and do effectively a bonus spin-off podcast. This whole project started as a way of kind of checking in with each other and with all the listeners during lockdown, but we're just going to keep doing it. So this season, obviously, we've got a lot of new stuff to throw in the mix and next week, Dad is going to go to the most haunted stretch of road in Australia at, in the dead of night, I believe at midnight, to see what happens. And we're going to do a show live from, oh God, he's going to be a few meters from the spot where a body was found during the crossbow killer murders. It's, it's going to be really stressful. But one of the things we needed to do was make sure that that would work, because obviously Dad would have to drive out into the middle of nowhere hook up his microphone and tether his internet and do all this other kind of techie crap. So right now, Dad is currently parked. Hang on, Dad, where where have you gone for this tech test? This is very, very weird. Okay, now I know that we've been doing some weird shit over the last few years, Paul, mm. but I came up with the idea that I should go out there in in the sort of, when it's really dark, like super dark and super late and super creepy park my beloved ute on this demonic stretch of road which the listeners will get to find out about <laughs> god soon enough and then i i i and i've had second thoughts paul i've been a bit feeling a bit apprehensive it, no it's too late to back out now no i know i know and i've sort of you know and then you know the whole concept of doing a podcast where you're in your comfortable apartment in melbourne all you know snug as a bug in a rug and i'm sort of in this this creepy place by myself might I add and then you said look dad we need to sort of get a handle of all the technical aspects because imagine just driving out there on Saturday night and and sort of not having done a rehearsal insofar as the technical issues so this morning in Sydney I have driven to Centennial Park Mm -hmm. I'm parked next to a serene lake with swans and ducks just you know floating that sounds absolutely horrific, Dad. No, no, but Paul... Swans are fucking creepy. No, he, no hear me out. Yeah. Um, the sun is coming through the trees. Oh, no! There are... <laughs> there are cyclists uh-huh. and... Just regular sorry? cyclists. No, you Just know, like... like sporty types. Right. And there are people in all sorts of um, Lycra outfits. Some of them are, quite frankly, you could do a whole show just on scary outfits that, you know... Well, you know what I'm talking about. Um, yep. So that's a bit bit creepy. But so I'm parked. I've managed to somehow or other take care of all the technical aspects, obviously, because I'm speaking to you. 
And so I'm sitting in this ute. People are really giving me some really crazy looks because I'm holding this golden microphone <laughs> with with my headphones sitting in this this shitbox ute that, as the listeners know, has done more than what's well, up near 260,000 kilometres. It's, it's got major hail damage. It literally looks like almost an abandoned vehicle. And there's this psycho inside the ute talking. So, And I'm gesticulating. I'm holding the mic with my right hand and my left hand's... Mm sort of, you know, very, it's moving around a lot. But something really creepy happened when I was setting up. Christine and I have just finished watching a series on Netflix called The Chestnut Man. Have you heard about that? No. Oh, God, it's so messed up. It's really, really creepy. And this murderer makes these little men out of chestnuts and he leaves them at the scenes of all these... He cuts limbs off people's bodies. Is this real? No, it's a series. It's a Danish series on Netflix. Oh, it's it's, uh, it's creepy. Yeah, okay, okay. It's a murder kind of horrific. It's so messed up. But, Paul, listen to me. I jokingly thought to myself, imagine if when I'm doing the actual podcast live from this terrible stretch of road in Sydney at midnight, in the in, in, and it'll be just terrible. Oh, I know I'm going to be shit scared. I've already said that. But I thought, imagine if I... If I heard this, like a little weird noise on the roof, and then it, these, these little creatures jumped down, and they actually were little chestnut men. Now, that sounds weird, doesn't it? But yeah. then as I'm setting up about five, ten minutes ago, there was that exact noise was on the roof, this scratching. And this is daylight. I'm sitting in, in, a, in, a, in a... I'm looking at people. I can mm-hmm. see people are looking at me. And I heard this scratching noise on the roof, and I thought, this can't be real. And then all of a sudden, this creature jumped down right in front of me. And guess what it was? What? It was a tiny bird. Okay, so we got a little bird, a little cute birdie. <laughs> I'll be honest, so far this tech test is not nearly as creepy as I'd hoped it would be. But what we wanted to do is make sure that you didn't drive. For... How long is the drive from where you live to the parkway? Oh, that that will take me probably 40 minutes. Right, okay. But in the dead of night, doing that both ways, I thought probably best that you didn't walk yeah. up at midnight yeah. and then... This didn't work. But, I mean, look, first of all, I like that we are actually doing this on site. But Mm. Centennial Park just sort of had a bunch of the prerequisite components that we needed. You know, you're not directly near uh, any other stuff. Um, You have to park on on the side of the road. You have to plug your laptop in and tether. So, basically, we're chewing through your data right now, which is... But, look, Paul, if I was to... um, If I I was a murderer in, in Sydney, this particular place is an A-grade place to dispose of a body. Oh, yeah, really? Would you also do the killing in the park and dispose of it there, or would you want to kind of do two locations for that? Well, where I'm sitting now, I've chosen a fairly quiet sort of side street. It's a dead end, surrounded by fairly dense bush on either side, big, well-established trees, a lot of them planted in the 19th century, mm. and there's this lake that I'm looking at. And the lake is maybe five metres, so I'm really close to it. So if you had a body in a car, or in my case, in the back of the ute, where you'd, you know, sort of done something terrible to the person um, at another location, you could easily bring them into this place. And I'm looking at this lake. It's really, really dark. And you can't see more than probably an inch into the water 
but it's it's got some depth and it'd be very muddy and it's quite easy to actually get over to the lake so you could drag a body and then just weigh it down and well one, one of my concerns here dad is that and I'm sure a lot of people sit down and have those fun, not fun, but those weird hypotheticals of, look, if I had to kill someone or I had to dispose of a body or blah, 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 like those weird, dark hypotheticals. But for some reason, it's creepier coming from you because you were a cop. And mm. so I feel like you would be uniquely equipped to pull off the perfect murder. Well, like all crime, if you don't know the victim, mm. that's a big plus. Right. That makes it incredibly difficult for the police. Obviously. So if you are a like a psychopathic random killer that just kills for fun, you know, I mean, it look, it's not difficult. Um, it takes a certain type of person that quite frankly, and I've met these people, and it's just so surreal. But, you know, people do sort of lend themselves to putting themselves into vulnerable situations. Like I'm looking at people and there are moments obviously where I am where there's absolutely no, not one human in sight. And you've got a very, very good field of vision. So I can look in the rear vision mirror and see 100 metres behind me and I can see 100 metres in front of me. And at certain points in time, there will be, say, one person just walking by themselves and there's not one other human being. And if this was an opportunistic sort of modus operandi, you would simply get out of the vehicle, do whatever, and then you've got the perfect sort of place to conceal the body meters away mm. and then but and because you don't know the person there's no cctv around and you simply commit the crime and then you just drive off and that 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 presents a very difficult situation for uh, for the investigating police if they ever find the body because there are yeah. so many bodies in australia and around the world so many missing people that have never ever and will never ever be discovered that for forever they will remain unfound. Well, that's part of the reason we're doing this season is because there are so many links between these events, you know, and these sites that kind of have a weird vibe. Listen, Dad, I had something I wanted to float by you, and this is when we kind of decided to make a foray into, you know, hauntings around Australia. That's quite the pivot from where we started because where we started was you talking about things that you had done as a cop in the 80s, things that you had witnessed and experienced and it was very, you know, it's it's the other end of the true crime spectrum, right? Mm. We've definitely taken a left turn. Mm. Now, we got a message from uh, someone on our Facebook page and this is not a sledge against this person. I think it's fascinating and I think their perspective is really valuable. They said, have really loved all the podcasts up to now. Ghosts, really? The reason you have to ask if you believe in ghosts is because it is a belief. I love the way people try to make it sound science-y. Can't wait till the next series. So basically, uh, this guy's just gone, look, why are you doing ghosts? I mean, you can't... I think what he's trying to say is you can't prove this. Whereas with the other cases, you've got witness statements and you've got footage and you've got news clippings and you've got stuff on the record. Whereas yeah. this is... I mean, there is no... And this, this could be something that gets proven over the series, proven wrong, but... In my mind, there might be no demonstrable way to actually prove any of this stuff scientifically. Maybe. Mm. I mean, I'm sure that we're going to talk to experts later in the series who go, actually, there is a completely logical explanation for X, Y, Z. Maybe part of the reason this appeals to people so much is because you can't 100% prove it. And you do have to exercise a degree of faith, for lack of a better term. Mm. Well, Paul, to that person, and I, I utterly concur... 100%. 100%. Mm. Well, you are more sceptical than, you know, than many mm. people. And well, you're, you're a, yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. And, 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 you know, if you talk about sort of, look, there are so many things that people don't know or understand, or people do put blind faith in certain things. I mean, obviously, I mean, let's look at religion. It's, it's across the world. You know, people have a natural tendency to believe or not believe. And that's, and that's great to not believe or believe, but there are mysteries in the world. Like, for example, you know, there are some classic, really famous stories like the Mary Celeste. Have you heard of that? Yes. So yeah. that, and, and unexplainable, but, also, um, if someone just vanishes and they're never ever seen again, and there's no, there's just nothing that would indicate as to why this person vanished, and you spend your entire life sort of wondering how on earth is that possible? I mean, what on? And you know, it's look, I, I actually believe that that life is a mystery. I know that's a it's a big cliche to use, but um, I, I'm very very open to all sorts of things. Um, and at the end of the season, we can then reassess. Um, I'm going with some paranormal uh, investigators to Cockatoo Island, and I'm very open-minded. But I'm I'm happy to go through life. I mean, I, I have been involved with lots of sort of, you know, I've had a lot to do with death, obviously. Um, I've been with people that have died, and I've been the last person that they've seen. I've seen people die in front of me i've been holding them i've been involved in you know terrible car accidents and i've had people sort of utter their last words to me but all that stuff is completely that's all provable i mean once you've once someone has died next to you you then file a report it's all you know it's on the record it's all facts but Mm. what this guy's saying is you know you need to believe in ghosts, whereas you don't need to believe in the facts. Although I would argue we are living in an, like a frustratingly post-facts world where you can present people with science and facts and they choose yeah. not to believe it anyway. Yeah, so yeah. what's, you know, what's the difference? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f- are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Well, I just th- like to think that we're just presenting, you know, some some information 
and then mm. people can do what they like with it. Um, this, this this series, by the way, we look. We're not going in with an agenda, and this is something I really want to say on the record. We're not going in to try and prove that ghosts are real. We are not going in with this secret agenda of going. Ah, actually, it's all true. If the series takes us down a path where we end up spending every episode disproving this stuff, then that's what we'll do. We, mm. We're going to try and tackle this open mindedly, but we're also not going to. We're not trying to kind of create a bullshit narrative based on sensationalism, right? Mm, mm. So we're not we're not trying to go in every week and go and and craft this, you know, fictional whatever. Mm. We're trying to wander in and go, look, so many places around the world have people who insist they've seen things. There has to be something to that, whether it's mass hysteria, whether it's people whether it's the Mandela effect where people have just convince themselves culturally that these things are real or whether it's a religious thing and we need to kind of explore why people tie their religious beliefs to their you know experiences of traumatic events or whether it's completely fake we we don't actually know we no, don't no. have a yeah. prescribed agenda is mm. what i'm to- to- totally agree with you mm. um but it's look it's it's you know I, I, every single person that i've spoken to of which there are numerous since we embarked on this new season i'm talking I was at an auction house yesterday. Three of the staff, uh, they were beside themselves with excitement. Uh, one of the staff actually came out uh, in her lunch hour and came up to the Uton and she was just, you know, and then she started to tell me some of her things that have happened to her. And so I think there's kind of um, a fairly big sort of desire for people to, um, you know, get a get a handle on various things they can't explain, and I think that's mm. that's a very basic thing in our human DNA. We, yeah, we want to be able to sort of um, understand things, but it's a lot bigger, I think, than than the mere the mere mortal. And 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 we do live in in weird times, and people do look for solace and and they like to be comforted um but of course having said that in these situations when people are vulnerable for example with you know clairvoyance uh obviously not all of them but but people are you know inundated with with charlatans and people take advantage of people but that's that's in every single conceivable thing in 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 life um you know people have been sort of, you know, sort of taking advantage of vulnerable people. Because when you are in a situation where, for example, someone's passed away, then that, and that, that for me, in the funeral industry, when Christine and I ran Kinsella Funeral Homes, the toughest yes. thing for me, mm. which, where I had a real, real terrible uh, sort of problem was, get ready for this, was, and I don't want to sound trite, but upselling coffins to the bereaved, knowing that they were so messed up and you'd, you'd sit there with them and show them this catalogue of coffins. You're saying that there's a, there's a point where the bereaved person, there's all kinds of feelings like guilt and mm. wanting to kind of... And you could basically... basically yeah. Sell them anything. So what you're saying is that there is an equivalent upsell potential with the supernatural in that if someone is grieving and you tell them that you can hear the voice of their loved one and they're saying everything's okay, mm. that it's entirely possible mm. that that person will go, oh, and then suddenly they're buying into this thing. Mm. I think that's really, really um, despicable. But I think what you and I are doing is we're being very, very, look, 
we're being open-minded. And I think that's... Um, and, and I think yeah. the fact that there are police officers around the world that will utilise these, um, you know, these people that, you know, have can sort of help them out. So, Paul, it reminds me of the Madeleine McCann or McCann case, the young yeah. girl in Spain. And there have been Netflix series, there have been HBO. I mean, it's been... It's one of the biggest media frenetic circuses ever. And I've seen documentaries on that particular case where people that were clairvoyants and soothsayers and, and all types of people just came out of the woodwork and just at the poor police dealing with, with thousands of people that were convinced that they knew, you know, where the body was. And, and like I said, I'm, you know, I, I'm from, from that perspective, I, I'm yet to be convinced. I'm, I'm definitely, you know, I am on the sort of the, more the sceptical side of things. Yeah. Uh, you know, I do like proof, but I'm also very much aware uh, that there are things that I don't understand. Yeah. So it's, 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 a, it's a fine line, but it's, it's fascinating. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I like um, exploring new avenues. And, and let's just see what happens. Well, you're currently, you know, speaking of which, we should probably check in and see how you're doing. Um, wh- what's happening right now where you're sitting? Okay, well, I've got the windows up and I'm starting to... I feel as though the inside, the cabin of this ute is now mm. well over 30 degrees. So oh, it's, it's like, it's like the early stages of a sauna. Mm. But I'm not going to open the windows because I don't want any ambient noise to come through. But it's fascinating. It's slightly disconcerting because I'm getting... a, As I said, I'm used to being in the kitchen... And it's quite dark, and which is what I've been doing for two and a half years, except when I'd come to Melbourne and we'd go into the studio, which was also awesome. But here I'm sitting in this, it's slightly distracting, but I'm really happy that I have set this up because now when I set everything up at night time and I'll have make sure the doors are locked. Um, because to reiterate, Paul, I am yeah. actually going to be parked very close to where a guy was shot by a guy that my mother taught for those that don't know, taught him as a young as a young boy. And um, can I share a fun fact about that particular boy or shall I save it for the night? I think save it for the night because okay. here's the thing. What I'm hoping is that, first of all, we're going to be talking about some ghost stories from that specific area. Mm. Uh, where we're going to be talking about the history of the road a little bit. And yes, it would be great if you could... Because here's what I want, Dad. Full disclosure. And I kind of think the listeners should hope for this as well. I want you to pack your pants. I want you to literally start talking about something and become so freaked out that you <laughs> you just lose it. Because the thing is, I want to see what kind of thing can make a you know hardened, grizzled ex-cop like you crack. Because mm. I've, I've never I seen don't... it happen before. Yeah, well, <clears throat> well, I'll be turning my torch on occasionally. Dad, let me say something. If someone drives past and it's pitch black except for the illuminated face of you floating in the middle of nowhere, that's going to spur more ghost stories. People are going to talk about the floating head of the Waco's Park. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, um, yeah. what I'm concerned about that night is that the police come and tap on the window. Oh, come on. That's all content. Can you imagine? I uh, don't yeah, even know I, who I am. I'm John Verhoeven <clears throat> from Loose Units. Suddenly we've got... <laughs> Paul, keep... we've already established Dad... that that's not how I sound. Anyway, so look... I mean, that'd be weird. But I, it, now I'm thinking if I was on general, working general duties at night, on a night shift. Yeah. And I was stationed at, I'm just trying to think what stations, like French's Forest maybe, or maybe Mona Vale or DY, one of those three patrols. I hope the police actually 
patrol that road, but there's a problem because there are areas on that road that have got no reception, which is why I've got to be very careful where I park, but I want to park fairly discreetly. Yeah. But parking discreetly in that area in itself looks suspicious. So if I was taking myself back to how I was as a police officer in the 80s, mm-hmm. if I was patrolling at night time and I saw a guy in a ute occasionally like a bit of a light because I'm going to close the computer screen down so there'll be no ambient light coming from my MacBook, mm-hmm. but I am going to turn my torch on occasionally to look at my my case files that I've researched because I want to be quite... Um, accurate with the details, the information that I uh, that I provide, because there's one story that I'm going to talk about that is very plausible. I, I, I like these stories if there's no reason on earth for a person to be dishonest. And when you put these facts together, there have been documentaries made about this particular road, and the docu- documentary maker has clearly stated she believes that 90% of the stories are complete bullshit or just just rubbish. Yeah. But there's always that that small group and that 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 10% of stories that's the 10% we'll be focusing on. But if I was again if I was working that night and I saw myself, which would be weird in the future, I'd I'd approach the ute and say on the on the balance of probabilities I'd probably talk to the occupant and say, you know, oh Hi, how are you? What, what's what's happening? Because, and this is going to sound a little bit morbid, Paul, but I need to say this to you. Um, there are people that do um, take their own lives in vehicles in secluded spots at night time, and that is a fact. In fact, I worked with a station officer in the New South Wales Fire Brigades who, who gassed himself in his own car. The problem was that he did it in the middle of a soccer field, now, I don't know whether he, my gut feeling is that he, because it was really dark and he was very, very disoriented, he drove into the middle of a soccer field thinking, because it's pitch black, that he was driving away from sort of all the lights and the people. He hooked his exhaust pipe up to his car and he, he was a senior officer. I worked with him in the New South Wales Fire Brigades and he took his own life. The problem is that, guess who discovered him? Who? Huh. A football team of seven and eight year olds. Oh no, no, no! They rocked up the next morning for training, and um, you know, obviously his car was parked in the middle of their field. So they've all come over, and you don't want to see a body that's been, um, <clears throat> you know, gassed with carbon monoxide. It's it's not good. It's Dad. it's actually rat shit. So all these poor kids, you know, getting ready to start their their lovely Saturday morning soccer game on the northern beaches, were confronted by a car parked in the middle of the soccer field with a dead man inside. So that perspective of me being by myself in a remote location at night time is very unusual. I mean, not many people... I mean, most people are in bed at night time unless they're working. And the fact that I'm by myself is kind of a bit weird. Yeah, it's... it's Dad, I'm getting a little stressed about it now, but I think we have absolutely locked ourselves into it. So mm. we are going to... It's going to happen. We're recording this on the weekend. You will, at this point, by the way, have done your trip to Cockatoo Island with the Ghost Hunters. Mm. So I think you're going to be pretty... Um, 
pre-spooked, if that makes mm. sense. I agree, and I and I think that was not such a prudent um, idea for me in terms of the timing. <laughs> no, no. And I probably should have made the... But I only had a certain window with these people, so that's actually happening... Well, for people listening to this podcast, it's happening tonight. That's when I go out to the island. And, I, I, and I'm just totally 100%. I'm just utterly just... I'm open. That's it. Well, let's see how it goes. I am genuinely... Oh, God, I'm so nervous for you and so worried about how it's going to go. But I'm sure it's going to be fine. I'm sure nothing untoward's going to happen sitting on the most haunted stretch of road in Australia at midnight with your face fully lit up on the side of the road. Well, that's all the time we have for this week's episode of Loose Units, Loose Ends. We hope you enjoyed it. If this is your first time listening to Loose Ends, this is what it's like. It's basically a spin-off show, but we hope we've kind of helped expand the Loose Units universe for you a little bit. And we hope you're all enjoying this new season of Loose Units, The Shadow Files. Next week, we deal with the Wakehurst Parkway. Now, if you have any scary stories, please keep them coming into facebook.com forward slash loose units. Stay safe, everyone. Have a great weekend. And, uh... Wish Dad the best of luck. Bye. Cheerio. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.